So, as Hakim knows, and some of you might not know, I have been suffering from a terrible disease for the last two, three days. I have been puking <laughs> my fucking eyes out uh, almost every evening. Uh, today, I'm feeling much better. That is why I am here to accompany him on this uh, lovely, lovely episode and to talk about this great topic that is in front of us. But why did I get sick? I thought about it for quite a few days, and I think I'm one of the first people to suffer physically uh, because of toxic masculinity. So what do I mean by this? Uh, I went to this massive, insane birthday party by like a very good Albanian friend of mine. It was out in the, in the, in the forest in a big uh, like rented house, barbecue, drinking. They did insane copious amounts of uh, drugs. It was a proper like whatever degeneracy hour. Uh, I only drank my vodka chilled on the side, but arguably all of these like people that I don't know, down like two grams of Coke each were perfectly fine <laughs> on the next fucking day. And I'm out here dying because when I went into the sauna, I went into the sauna with a bunch of people from the, you know, ex-Soviet world uh, who <laughs> what have done saunas and then jumping into snow and then saunas and then jumping into snow their whole life. So maybe I should have thought maybe their bodies can take <laughs> this and maybe I shouldn't do this on the regular because contrary to popular belief uh, in the Balkans, we actually don't do saunas as much. So I had to, you know, be same level as other macho men. Uh, and whenever <laughs> I would go into the sauna and then jump into the pool and then go outside on this very big balcony, it was like minus five, minus 10 Celsius outside. Uh, Google that for fire and hide for our American listeners. Uh, and I would stay outside for as long as they did, which is 10, 15 minutes, completely wet, wet hair, and most importantly, wet ass, wet stomach, wet lungs. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and then for some reason, like 24, 36 hours later, when I went to uh, bed for the second time and I woke up mid-evening needing to rush through the hallways of this massive house to find a toilet that's not already puked up in order to empty my stomach for around uh, 15 minutes straight. I wondered, oh my God, what could this have fucking caused? Uh, I think we have the answer. Toxic masculinity. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I can I can diagnose it here. But yeah, I, I, you know, I, I like the the uh, uh, the juxtaposition. I think that's the the uh, the literature term for this juxtaposition between your weekend or your time and my time. I basically watched a football match and then just curled up like a good little boy. <laughs> in my, I love that. I don't know what would I don't know what's been wrong with me these past couple of days. I am so like I've been getting so sleepy when I do get sleep, which is very un, unlike me, and it's kind of it's it's uh, loosened up now. But uh, yeah, so the past couple of days basically every every spare second i could get to sleep i just come home and wrap myself up have my green tea and just you know lights on and everything i just fucking fall asleep that's great <laughs> so, yeah. fucking you're tired and you rest but it depends like yeah. do you do you do you like constantly think about wanting to sleep as like a mechanism to escape the world because that's dangerous or you just <laughs> you come home and you're doing something and you're like fuck man i'm tired i need to sleep if it's mm. a second then no, you know, it's healthy yeah, Good. Yeah. you want to sleep it's, yeah yeah yeah, you know, it's more of the second. It's more of the second. But yeah, it's just it's something new for me. And it's already, the, by the way, this brief period of bliss has already fucking disappeared. It's evaporated, <laughs> dissipated completely. Right? I'm back to my bullshit. But yeah, it was it was a nice little, you know, uh, vacation, I guess. 
But yeah, uh, the, the, can you tell me about the Tony, Tony Soprano bit? Because I saw that picture and I was like, yeah, you, you look like Man, fucking. I, I, dude, that, that weekend fucking ru- probably ruined the next year of me. I just said my stomach probably is not, never going to be the same. And now uh, I, I posted like I was super drunk and there was like literally six, seven cats outside on, the, mm. on this big balcony of this massive house. So uh, I fucking mm. love cats. We really overdid it with how much meat we, we bought. So I took a bunch of uh, like uh, what you call that the shit that you make kebab out of like uh, meat that's been uh, grind. I took a bunch of grind- grinded meat and I took a bunch of sausages and stuff and I just yeah. gave them all out to to these like fucking 10 cats I felt like uh, uh, Lion's King or whatever at one point and they really fell in love with our group and they ended up chilling with us for the full 48 hours even when we weren't feeding them etc etc and because it was very cold outside so I'm getting out of the I get, arguably maybe the cat fucking got me sick because I we, mm. we after we get out of the sun obviously we're very warm and we we sit down out on the cold and the cats are cold and uh, at one moment I'm sitting out with a bathrobe outside dark at night and one little tiny like five month old white kitty jumps on me and like starts cuddling up on me and starts falling asleep and one of my friends takes out uh, his camera and takes a photo of me and I'm like mm. I literally look like a cartoon villain right now i'm sitting in a bathrobe uh with my fucking uh, gold on me and shit fucking relaxing while there's like snow behind me in the middle uh in the middle of the winter in the middle of a forest so i cho- choose okay this is kind of a, a base thing let's let's post this base thing on uh, uh on twitter and everyone, but I don't think, not really in a, like, we're making fun of you way, nor in, like, this is uh, uh, this is great what you're doing way, but kind of, I don't know, in a neutral way. Everybody kept quote-tweeting me or retweeting me saying, mm-hmm. dude, this is just a photo of Tony Soprano. Dude, this is just a photo of Tony Soprano. Dude, this is just a photo of Tony Soprano. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big guy, but I am not fucking... Tony Soprano, okay? <laughs> uh, but in another way, as someone who has uh, grown up with the Sopranos, it felt like a, like, a, like a compliment, I guess. But my personality is far from that of, uh, of Tony, but uh, some of my quirks most definitely are the ones that are genetically just uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> given to me by my dad are, I guess, uh, relatively similar to, uh, to the good old boy. So, yeah, I, uh, mm. I sometimes do look like a cartoon villain, apparently. Uh, Your opening is being very, uh, very uh, bashful right now. He's being very, very uh, uh, what's it called reserved. He is, in fact, an absolute unit. So <laughs> I wouldn't say a chonker, but I, definitely an absolute unit. He's a. <laughs> I'm a combo. I'm a combo. There's there's yeah, muscle underneath exactly. the fat. I'm a. I'm a there you I go. Can, yeah. uh, I can. I can. You can cuddle with me, and I can break your legs. Yeah. You know, depending. Uh, yeah. You can be you can be a regional party boss or an oligarch. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, in, in, I came out as no, an no, insult. No, no, I didn't it's mean good, it that it's, it's like uh, yeah, I can't overdo that. I'm like uh, you yeah. know those video game ads where like there's level five, level ninety nine. <laughs> I'm like the level five hundred boss, right? Because the level fifty, the level fifty boss, he's like this super buff like gym guy. The level hundred yeah. boss is the gym guy but with tattoos. But the level five hundred mm. boss is like sitting in a chair that's intended 
intended for three people smoking like two cigars at the same time. You know, with, with the rings and the watch. I mean, oh that, that, that is the aesthetic I've always liked. They didn't pick it up of a yeah. fucking movie or some shit. Uh, and people yeah. do come to me like, well, one Turkish guy on this birthday party, he came to me and was like, man, the last time I saw you on the, on the rave, when I went to a rave, I couldn't believe mm. it. I'm like, why? And he's like, I would never think you like techno music and that you like to dance. I'm like, why? He's like, mm. bro, honestly, I'm like, why? He's like, you look like an uncle. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> But he's like, no, no, in a good way. And hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D program. I think you probably have already noticed that there is a beautiful, silky southern voice missing uh, from from this. Uh, uh, is it what's what's the fucking French word for three way? Menage a trois? Some fucking nonsense. Oui, oui, peut-être avec moi. All of it's a waste of time. Regardless, my point being is uh, JT isn't around with us, uh, sadly, and that's because he has jury duty of all things. I don't know—is that legal to say? Uh, I, JT I, will bleep it if it's not. It, <laughs> so. I, I have no idea, but I love how like it's impossible for those motherfuckers to get any days off. But when they want yeah. to put you in like in front of like a a guy that accidentally hit a tree that fell on a child, you have to mm. fucking miss work for four days. No, you have to weigh in on this minority getting between 40 and 400 years in prison <laughs> you have to weigh in absolutely like oh man yeah. I, I just i just hope it's a it's some nonsense case that gets done quickly and he leaves and i hope it's nothing too too uh charged but yeah best of luck to our to our uh beautiful baby boy gt um and uh, that's why he's not here with us that being said though today's topic that we'll discuss is the personality cult specifically with liberals but also with baby marxist baby leftists um there's a lot of confusion around these topics the history of it the idea of it who, who these interests uh, or who who do these concepts serve uh, interest wise etc etc but yeah uh, one short thing to note though we briefly reached our uh patreon goal which is i don't know 1000 something patrons or whatever and then dip back down again after the, the end of the month but uh hey uh you're ever <laughs> you're all the more close to that uh extended uh deprogram theme which yeah. when the goal <laughs> is reached the full song shall be shall be released it is at the yes tip of your fingertips oh my god the, the american lacking here is going to make this yeah. episode uh, <laughs> exactly i'm trying to think of right with completely <laughs> invented uh, allegoric yeah. and metaphoric uh, yankee Basically. sayings all right so anyways that being said uh i, I look forward to 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 dropping that eventually because that is it was an absolute fucking banger we still haven't heard the full version by the way because uh, we want it to be a kind of an a, a, you know exciting surprise for us as well yep. um but we have heard that's a banger and the short thing that we've uh, uh segment that we heard uh has been definitely a banger anyways to the topic at hand what is a personality cult um the concept of a personality cult is kind of older than just you know the past hundred years um it can go back into roman times but we're not going to go that far back a quick and dirty definition is basically a cult of a particular leader or a particular uh political figure in which there is an idealized a heroic some sort of uh magnificent image of a particular leader usually used to justify the image of the government um and then you have the like extra propaganda added on top as a lot of flattery mm -hmm. lots of praise lots of flowery language lots of uh, hyperbole you could say the most beautiful thing by the way is every source that you look up on cults of personality you only see examples that don't even touch the united states which i find hilarious uh, but we're going to get into this yeah. in, in, in a bit 
Um, the, the popular examples that people like to give is usually Stalin, right? Um, despite the fact that there are many political leaders that have had cults of personality uh, prior, the, the, the archetype, let's say, is Stalin. But they, they, they mention, for example, sorry? Arguably, uh, the lack of a cult of personality in a leader is an incredibly new concept that was mm. given birth uh, since the creation of uh, neoliberal electoral quote unquote uh, democracies, but uh, yeah. we'll we'll talk about this later. But almost every single leader that has existed up until that point had a cult of personality mm. around them because yeah. they ruled. I don't know, maybe for life, bro. Yeah, basically, no, no, that's that's completely right. And the, the it's interesting to look at the background of it because. Uh, historically, we'll get into the differences, but just on the forefront of this, what are the interests served by a cult of personality? And it depends on the background government, right? If you have, for example, a capitalist government, by the way, we're not saying that cults of personality are good, but we're going to de deep yeah. dive into everything. Like everything about is it, so complex. Just, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hold on on the opinions. Just let it listen for a bit. <laughs> um, the uh, interest that can be served, if you have a capitalist system in the background particularly it can be a liberal democracy because they have cults of personalities too um, or it could be for example uh, fascism no matter what something that serves the interests of capital uh, and of the bourgeoisie these cults inherently are basically a manifestation of a defense of capital right in the image of one person usually used to solidify more authoritarian principles not always but for the most part in, uh, in a socialist government it serves a um, parallel but different role that role being uh, usually either a um, legitimization or a personification of the will of uh, the political movement in and of itself that's what happened with for example with Mao with Stalin mm -hmm. to a lesser much lesser extent with Lenin for example even with Castro a bit even though all these figures that I've stated have strongly fought against the concept of uh, cult of personality. In fact, when you turn on its inverse, you, you, and we'll get into this, the people who have always desired the cult of personality and actively promoted it has almost always exclusively been either the far right or whenever liberal democracies can make use of it, quote-unquote liberal democracies um, or republics, either or, whichever you prefer. Um, Absolutely, and it's very important to state when a cult of personality is uh, created from both the context of, uh, of progressive movements or uh, reactionary movements. For example, I don't know, in the context of the post-monarchist world, the ideological framing of leadership for people who have only ever known leaders who lead for life is to have leaders for life. So sometimes even revolutionary governments need one singular leadership figure to organize around in order to avoid unrest and confusion amongst the populace, which mm. might see the active changing of leadership as, as a sign of uh, weakness or even instability, kind of a transitionary period, if we can call it that, of sorts, which, uh, you know, it's necessary to say could easily due to blah, 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 these are cliche shit, the concentration of power, uh, stop being as transitionary, you know, I don't know, the OG Roman definition of dictator applied to a more modern context in a way, but, uh, you know, that combined with the need for extreme speed and concentration of power post-revolution, you know, coup d'etat or anything similar, make it, I don't know, a perfect scenario for the establishment of said cult of personality, be it uh, intentional in the beginning uh, or not. And for some places, 
due to uh, the repetition of this process for multiple decades, even centuries after the fall of feudal rule, it is somewhat uh, normalized and accepted even as the way things uh, simply are. While in other places where constant change of governance, even though that is also a a buzzword that could be debated, where it has been passed down through at least three, four generations, at least through enough generations that no generation still lives that remembers, quote, leaders for life. Mm. Uh, having one specific, establishing a cult of personality might be might be very, very difficult, if not borderline terrifying and, uh, and impossible, which leads to, I think, that's the only, like, where I'm going with, uh, with this whole premise that that it's very important in the historic context to discuss the the idea the concept of a of a cult of personality but i feel like personally uh for the modern historic context um, and for a future revolution it might not play as big of a role just because the modern uh modern international culture in most places at least does not have an expectation from one individual to rule for a longer amount of time and that being translated uh, to us as stability or even mm. something necessarily good. Well, that was mm. a, a necessary tool sometimes in the past because that was all that we knew up until very, very recently. So I can't sit here yeah. and judge it when it's being used as a tool. Yeah, no, it's a very, very beautifully put. The essence of what you have been saying is that there is a cultural difference and a cultural background to these sort of things, and it directly relates to the maturity of a political system. That's why, for example, when you look at even former socialist examples, many of them were feudal or semi-feudal prior and had known, for example, just like you, you have been said, um, mythologized um, rulers for life prior even uh, to socialism. And then afterwards, as socialism came in, the usual first figures have at least a bit of a cult around them, and as the political system matures it lessens more and more and then you see this for yes. example through the soviet era you see this in china right now you see it in cuba as well in vietnam uh with each success successive um uh, generation of political leadership there's um, number one more of a collective approach to towards the image of a esteemedness that's not a fucking word prestige that's the mm -hmm. correct word <laughs> towards the prestige of the political project and its leadership rather than of taking a single a singular individual and then putting them up you know on the pedestal and whatnot uh with all that being said though uh, are these sometimes justified what, what i want to comment about this is i think and i can speak also probably for jt who isn't here and i think i can speak for you up when we say uh the cult of personality is objectively on the whole not a good thing right on occasion it could have some justification for existence for example like in world war ii mm -hmm. along with many other things that had previously been less desirable uh, they could be brought up to you know instill a certain you know uh, patriotic spirit the idea that we're a single a singular uh unit moving forward towards a singular goal etc for example defeating the nazis um having the singular leader who's you know uh what is being washed over the over us etc etc it can be useful in some senses but over the whole uh it is not a, a particularly good thing but then you need to set it in its um cultural and uh, other you know historic material backgrounds. historic in class context is that i mean and exactly it's, and right. it's always and the imperial one arguably being the most important one because uh, mm -hmm. when it's uh, them they that uh, that use uh, the cult of personality 
in during, for example, a time of uh, conflict or struggle as a unifying icon or figure, uh, as a father or mother to kind of feel is watching over you during your struggles, etc., etc. That is the, the propagandized brainwashed masses, etc., etc. Uh, well, then at the same time, it is 2021, 2022, uh, and right now we have arguably uh, the most popular person that is, at least me in my lifetime, have witnessed ever, you know, come out of nothing and become arguably more known than, I don't know, Charlie Chaplin or something, which mm-hmm. is an incredibly well-crafted, I have to say, cult of personality mm-hmm. around a figure in a country that is currently at war. Mm. Volodymyr Zelensky, but obviously yeah. because of the different sides that uh, different countries in this particular conflict are taking, etc., etc., the side that is pro-Ukraine is presenting this by every definition cult of personality forming around Zelensky as necessarily mm. positive. But when, for example, Xi Jinping is used as a as a cult of personality to unite people in the struggle against COVID, that is seen mm. as a authoritarian crackdown of uh, mm. opposite-minded uh, Chinese people, etc., etc. I, I hope you get the context in which I'm comparing yeah. it. All I was trying to say is, uh, while I previously said that for future revolutions it might not be, you know, as relevant as uh, as we want to think it is as a political tool. Uh, in general, it definitely still is, and and it literally mm. just spawned the greatest celebrity that has arguably existed in the last one hundred years. No, 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 for sure, for sure. They're, they made the holograms of him and everything. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. There have never been. That's me pulling pulling the JT when he says, "I tell you what." <laughs> <laughs> They've never. Uh, there's never been a Stalin hologram. Although I wish there was. No, but... <laughs> no, no, no. You do not, because immediately, immediately when they made the Zelensky hologram, the Russians would yeah. download it and they would take a massive shit in the toilet, and then they would hologram the Zelensky hologram over the massive shit. So it's, <laughs> right, it's yeah, yeah. It's you know, what, uh, yeah. the creativity of people never ceases to amaze. Absolutely not. But yeah, uh, we can just briefly touch on the positives and negatives of the cult. There are way more negatives than there are positives. The few positives. That, that are there are to give number one an image to political leadership uh, even in a highly democratic system as many of the former socialist uh, systems were uh, it's usually easier for a person to visualize a singular leader rather than seeing for example oh yeah you know we have the supreme soviet or the great people's assembly where there are 4800 delegates and they yeah. vote right it's it's that is a a a picture of representative people's power that you can admire but is very impersonal but if you have a human being that you can put like you can put them on a poster with some fucking words and make it you know a political statement right um their presence at a particular event for example will elevate that uh, event you know especially for you know like patriotic reasons or reasons that are directly helping for example with the industrialization of a country let's say or a military effort these things again select points these are very limited uh, pauses that they can have the vast majority of the negatives are um, the entire political legitimacy of the government is assigned to a singular human being and human beings are flawed just you know that's uh, i don't think anybody Hot will take of <laughs> the day this point. yeah exactly <laughs> Oh, but, uh, Hakim said human nature. Ha ha ha. Yeah, exactly. Oh, communism. We've been we've been boomed, guys. But anyways. <laughs> that being said, got him. Um, 
Ladies exactly. and gentlemen, uh, got him. SWAT team. Drink <laughs> <laughs> the Adelaide SWAT team thing. Or 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 just leave you got things saying JT ad SWAT team and have him not do anything. Oh fuck you! When you tell him to censor you, that do that next to him when he asks you to censor him, and then just let him get arrested, motherfucker. Um, piece of shit. I love you. Um, so I love much. you too, brother. Come, leave that part. Our, our little fight, which is never a fight. Oh, please continue. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't think we're capable yeah. of doing that. Uh, no, the only no, communists no. on planet Earth that never fight. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Anyways, with the negatives, otherwise, um, it includes, for example, like I mentioned, a very strong weapon against the image of socialist power. People will always point and be like, no matter how democratic system is, even if they have just for, you know, for the, for the as mentioned, the political legitimacy. If you were to look into the example of Stalin, for example, Stalin hated the cult of personality. And this isn't just like, oh, you know, kooky Hakim. This is uh, fucking Kotkin has made this clear for fuck's sake um, if you don't know Kotkin is a very popular anti-communist um, uh, biographer of Stalin uh, and his first book is decent all the other ones are absolute garbage he fucking loses his marbles um, but anyways Stalin hated it but the only reason he ever put up with the fact despite the fact that he's made public several times the fact that he dislikes the, the cult and even in private as well the only reason he put up with it is because it gave legitimacy and an image, like a human connection, to the Communist Party of the Soviet Union at the time. Uh, and that's the only reason that he ever put up with it. Uh, kind of the same with, for example, the Maoist example, kind of the same with uh, several others. For example, Ho Chi Minh is another good example of that. Yeah, and that's even, that's even established even more by, no matter how much, it's not, a cult of personality does not only depend on the personality. Sometimes the cult... Yeah outgrows them to an extent yeah. and it keeps so many or made in spite of them yeah or made in spite of them very often and it uh, it literally keeps so many interests afloat that if you were to step down you would sometimes not even be allowed to step down sometimes mm. very aggressively yeah. sometimes just by your own conscience because you would mm. see everything fall apart uh, either two cases again consequences negative consequences of said cult of personality mm. so in a mm. way if it if it is done too well ironically mm. it suffers <laughs> from its from its own problems because it will end up creating a society too reliant on the said uh, personality cult and therefore mm. will not really be able to be um, pulled apart even if said person wants it which was the case very very often with many uh, uh progressive leaders uh, throughout history interestingly absolutely never with any reactionary mm. <laughs> yeah i wonder why yeah basically <laughs> so uh with all that being said um, I was going to ask you, Yopni, do you want to go into your post-cult bit or should I just move on to the historic Oh, examples? I would love to. Uh, because to me, to, with the Yugoslavian example, which I take closely to heart, uh, a massive uh, problem of uh, the cult of personality is the so-called post-cult of personality. So, you know, one of the yeah. biggest minuses of short-term rule, popular, as we said, in most uh, neoliberal electoral models, is, you know, the limit... A president has, you know, if they want to get reelected, all the projects they need to take on must be how long? Four years, certain countries, six years. So even if, uh, what was his name? Hussein Obama wanted to <laughs> give everyone, Obama. I don't know, free health care, and he didn't, pulling it off in four years and getting reelected at the same time was borderline impossible. So the shortness of political stints literally doesn't allow for long term 
planning. And sure, that's, uh, you know, where so-called professional cadres came in. At least that's what they taught me in uh, formal political science education. But when you really look into it, they never really uh, stay long term. That's wishful thinking. Half mm. of them get fired in a year after the government changes in most places. Mm. But OK, yeah. well, again, why am I talking about this? Well, while that's a big pain spot for them, a one-man game, no matter how benevolent the leader of the particular place might be. One thing about all humans, they're eventually going to die, drop dead, mm. go visit their maker mm. or just rot, whatever you roll with. But one thing's for sure, they're no longer around. And that after 10 plus, sometimes 30 or 40 years of rule mm. leads to a massive fucking mess. First things that come off the top of my head everyone relied on you so you don't have a lot of experts that mm -hmm. when it comes to like top-down leadership uh second if you kept everything together and you pass uh in times of instability uh, the boat starts rocking and like rocking really hard uh third if uh, you haven't set up a plan for what is supposed to uh, who you recommend to come after you and you haven't trusted it to people uh you uh know believe in the cause you can be sure as fuck that uh, nobody's gonna follow whatever you kept in your however wise but closed mind and i guess i'll finish it off with number four my friend, uh, if you really overdid it on the cult of personality and when a big chunk of the identity of the country is literally you, like your name in anthems and there's like holidays named after you, then bruv, mm. uh, I'm sorry, but that place is about to have one massive crisis of identity after you pass and Yugoslavia could arguably used as a great example uh, in the Soviet Union even to an extent but not when it comes to the whole country destabilizing but the political mm. system uh, and ideology destabilizing when it comes to when it comes to that it's uh, it's not always just the consequences of what happens while you lead but also what can come uh, unfortunately uh, after though there were some leaders that handled it relatively well but uh, very, very interesting point. I think I would like to add on that as well. Is with the thing is with all these, when there is a person, a political leader, and he has a cult of personality, particularly within a socialist country. For example, let's say in Yugoslavia, let's say in uh, in the Soviet Union. Uh, after the passing of, for example, Stalin or Tito, for example, uh, the, the at the end of the day, they they weren't omnipresent, you know, decision makers, right? Uh, or omniscient, I don't remember the fucking right or, or word. But um, when they do eventually pass, right? They had an, prior, they had an, a strong uh, advisory role. There was still mm -hmm. inter-party, uh, excuse me, there was still uh, inter-party democracy and there was still a larger democratic process within the various levels mm -hmm. of the government. But when you have one leader who basically... Um, his word was taken very seriously, and it had that adv advisory potential. Once that's taken away, um, then you get basically a, not a breakdown, but a little pause, let's say, in the efficiency of the functions of the government, which you saw, for example, after Tito pa Tito's passing. You saw after Stalin's passing. You didn't see it after Lenin's, in, uh, or not to the same extent, at least, um, and you didn't see it 
uh, after you know Khrushchev and Brezhnev and these others. But Stalin specifically, there was a bit of a you know rocky uh, road until everything stabilized in the f- mid fifties uh, with Malenkov and then out subsequent uh, leadership. Uh, and in Yugoslavia, the same thing happened. It took a little. It took a moment. But yeah, that's just some context to to Yukovny's very good answer. But uh, just a, a point on this because I know we probably have some people who aren't very into the the, the history of this. Every not not every socialist country has had a cult of personality. Um, Thomas Sankara in uh, Burkina Faso is a perfect example. Uh, many others uh, as well that came by haven't had uh, cults, but also there's there are countries that have had, that have had it. The most popular one being Stalin's cult of personality within the Soviet Union. I'll use that as a case example. The, very interestingly, the people who developed and supported the cult the most ended up, the, you know, uh, being the usually the people who were most revisionists, the people who uh, had the worst grasp of theory, or were in, even to an extent it could be argued to be a counter-revolutionary uh, at a certain point. Um, if you were to look into the history of, for example, so you need to realize that Bukharin uh, and Khrushchev were very big proponents uh, of the cult. Uh, and Bukharin, of course, uh, got what he, uh, you know, what happened to him in the end. But um, when it came to 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 Khrushchev, he, despite the guy, despite him being one of the main dudes in constructing the cult around Stalin, which by the way Stalin had berated Khrushchev about uh, before, um, he eventually gave his "quote unquote" secret speech, which is definitely not secret; it was meant to be publicized, mm. um, in which he lied through his teeth and basically said that Stalin was the one who, you know, propelled all this nonsense. If you really want to dig in deep into this and figure out you know, just how how far the bullshit goes you can read Grover Fur's excellent book uh, Khrushchev Light uh, which is uh, has an entire segment on this which is very very interesting almost everything that Khrushchev said in his speech was absolute bullshit it was an outright liar fabrication aside from maybe one claim which was dubious it wasn't even uh, like an actual truth but yeah um, that's just the the relevant uh, context as for uh, Mao's China at the, te- at the time Mao also had an issue with the cult but of course it was a similar um, perspective as Stalin had in which yeah we kind of embody the, the uh, spirit of the, of the movement um, in one individual and of course you have to remember that Chinese society was incredibly feudal in some parts was basically medieval in China because you're going to remember China was 600 million people at the time and it's a huge country Um, some parts of it are more than rural like it's ridiculous how out of touch of civilization they were so it's kind of ridiculous to just all of a sudden expect these people who for maybe 10 generations have not been able to read or write let alone have any access to education all of a sudden expect them to directly afterwards be able to you know um wrestle with the concepts of a more complex political uh, representative system in which the, you don't have anybody that you could kind of uh, look up to to embody that system in and of We're itself. DFI, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. That's not to, of course, um, denigrate or insult uh, those peasants of that time, but you also need to kind of put yourself in that position, right? I don't know if you've, for example, a lot of the people we talk to are, um, well, I mean, they have an internet connection, and they're listening to us speaking fairly, uh, like, high-level English, not to fucking stroke our own <laughs> egos, but you know what I mean? Like, most of these people are, have some connection to civilization. I've met and spoken with many peasants myself, because my own father was a peasant. Sometimes you meet these people, and you realize that, yes, there is a certain, what Lenin would have termed a, like, a, a cultural gap, cultural developmental gap between them that's not to insult them they have their own you know uh, they're, they're they're still human beings they're intelligent they're incredibly good at what they do but when it comes to certain things right you have deficiencies just like i have deficiencies when it compares to their way of life uh, but when we're comparing it to these you know highly developed uh, systems of participatory democracy 
right? It is sometimes, it sometimes can be difficult. I hope people understand my point, and I hope that all this fucking liberal on the wall nuance is also not lost on you guys. I, I know I don't need to say this, but I'm going to insult your intelligence regardless, just to repeat it. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, uh, moving on. Um, we can also discuss, uh, as, as the next point, the Western examples that are never, by the way, never considered cults of personality. You have fucking royalty and kings, you have fucking presidents, you have businessmen and industry fucks, you have celebrities. Um, yeah, there's a million fucking people that you can think of right who uh, and it's never considered a cult a personality i remember when i was a kid right um and uh, i remember as i grew up one of the criticisms that i i grew up with uh was oh you know iraq was a dictatorship blah blah, blah. saddam had a cult of personality uh and americans some americans use that as a justification of like the backwardness of our political system but i remember looking at, like through foreign eyes into the united states and uh, when you watch some cartoons, for example, you see plays apparently where kids will dress up like the fa- founding fathers mm-hmm. and like make like fucking <laughs> like, uh, that's not that's that is <laughs> fucked up. That's not just me being weird. Another thing, by the way, you have pictures of the fucking president and a flag in every fucking classroom. We didn't have <laughs> that wasn't the thing with us. We didn't have the fucking flag. We had pictures of Saddam in Iraq was a dictatorship at the time. I'm not going to say like, I'm not denying this, but the, the, the insult is funny to me. Because I look back at the United States and I see an even more developed cult of personality that is so deeply ingrained in American society that people don't even think it's a cult anymore. They just this is just how it is. That's how fucking integrated yeah, and, yeah. and and uh, I was gonna say another thing. The fucking the 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 mountains, the the Mount uh, Mount Rushmore, where they carved the the yeah. faces of of the whitest motherfuckers <laughs> into these fucking mountains. Which by the way, when I was a kid, I was like, okay, that's interesting. I guess that they could do that. It's kind of weird that you do that, but fine. And then afterwards, I realized that that was actually like a holy mountain to the l- local native people, which makes it just so fucked up that they would even do that. But all right. Yeah, but I love um, that their argument is like, ah, to the natives, like every mountain is holy, so we had to fuck up one eventually. But yeah, well, oh yeah, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's it's okay. You're you're making stuff statues to your particular uh historical figures that you that you masturbate to every every fucking country does it okay the americans have to make everything xxl excel size mm. uh, we get it uh but the the the, the kind of or- orientalist approach of of considering others having uh, uh you know figures which they call it deify or or follow without question uh, is always presented as uh, somewhat irrational somewhat backwards sometimes nonsensical because those figures were followed uh, in the name of something that is not true but only we over here follow them these great figures of history for something that is very true and when it comes to America, you know, that is the fight for liberation against the, the English. Afterwards, it's the, it's the Civil War. Afterwards, it's World War I, it's World War II, it's Iraq, it's Vietnam, it's etc., etc. And that doesn't only apply to Americans. Every country, when discussing mm. their own figures, uh, their own freedom fighters, their own mm. liberationary movements, their own kings, queens, uh, martyrs, etc., etc. See them as 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 people who have uh, given their lives for something genuine. But the martyrs of other faraway lands are always zealous psychopaths that fought for something that is absolutely. Uh, 
completely ununderstandable to them. And this goes back to the to the Crusades and to Roman conquest and to motherfuckers hitting each other over the rock and the other motherfucker being sad that his dad got hit over the rock so he makes a little rock statue out of his dad because he, you know, he, he fought mm. for the caves with water in them instead of the caves <laughs> with no water in them. And it is, and it is a relative subjectivity that that is that is common, that is kind of understandable, but that is not natural. It is always ideological. Yeah. It comes to mm-hmm. from the from the lens of perspective that uh, uh, that has been defined by your experiences and by the particular life that you lived. That is why, for example, I think Akim, you would agree, almost the entirety of the world finds everything that happens, I don't know, west of Berlin when it comes mm. to uh, celebrity culture, fucking batshit insane. I don't know. Okay, yeah. I might get You look at Xi Jinping and you're like, it's fucking weird, this guy. Fucking 10 years, 15, what the fuck, man? You know, uh, I, I wouldn't agree, but but okay. But in the same context, try to understand us, when we see you motherfuckers waiting in front of a limo for it to open and then jump on a motherfucker with pieces <laughs> of paper and a pen, please mm. sign this and taking selfies yeah. and fucking fainting or like girls like fucking ah, screaming when they see <laughs> some some chick or some guy just walk out of a fucking cinema mm. looks absolutely yeah. mad to me fucking ridiculous and not yeah. only mad but sometimes you idealize these particular individuals mm. yes okay they're greatly talented they sing they rap they dance they they act okay great crafts massive respect mm. but instead very often instead of idolizing them for their particular their craft let's not even get started on how many people you idolize that do not even have a fucking craft i don't know let's start from the kardashians or whatever but there's a more extreme and there's a very recent example of this you begin because they are good at their particular craft you begin idolizing them as individuals like apart from the craft Kanye West being a perfect example where I don't know it took you motherfuckers like two years three years until this <laughs> guy literally said fucking stupid ass Jew motherfucker fucking Hitler was right Zeke Heil motherfucker for you guys <laughs> to say this guy's fucking insane he's stupid as fuck he's a racist fascist yeah. piece of shit if that is not a cult of personality I don't know what is mm. at least our cults of motherfucking personality inspired our soldiers to fucking kill some Nazis okay you guys yeah. just <laughs> the guy raps well and you're willing to mm. put up with the shit up until the last moment and some people still are and this motherfucker is going to people, pull some people supported his bid oh, for, for, for president yeah yeah <laughs> still do now nah, man a lot of people are mm. like man this is a perfect way for me to indirectly uh, you know uh, kind of whistleblow my actual opinions about uh, mm. Nazism about Jews about whatever the fuck you want to call it a lot of people are going to uh, keep supporting him because again the previous thing I said because he's good at music whatever whatever the fuck it is the, the whole point of this small rant is that that the, the cult of personality can can be created through many different paths let's use that word but it is only defined as a cult of personality when it comes out of the place where the weird looking motherfuckers live very very beautifully put in, in that way it's it's always hard to to kind of draw the the uh, like relative point or to, to to connect the two points because 
people who live in that existence or people who are so used to seeing this every day see nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying particularly our audience, but the average liberal, for example, thinks probably there's, that there's nothing really weird. Oh, you know, people are obsessed with celebrities. That's how it's always been. Um, but that's also an expression of the, the cult of personality. Exactly. Uh, no, it's okay. Add- oh, it's okay. Praise your motherfuckers. But, and, but don't call people that praise a different type of person weird. Mm. To me, you're both yeah. weird. But it's ironic yeah. when the two of you are fucking pointing fingers at each other. You know the Spider-Man meme? I'm sitting here and yeah. the, this <laughs> motherfucker's like, I, I love this fucking political figure. I will fucking castrate myself for him. Pointing, But you're weird, you guy who likes uh, Taylor Swift. And then Taylor Swift, the fan who like spent f- 70K for a uh, concert ticket that actually happened last month. What the fuck? Uh, oh pointing God. the <laughs> finger at, you know, the political fucking LARPer. It's, it's mm. both of you are yeah. spider-man to me you don't really yeah, yeah. exist <laughs> yeah exactly right I, I i want to also add one thing about the thing uh, about the the, the um, uh, cult on the money thing because we mentioned it briefly uh when you see for example every country of course has a people on the fucking money right uh but when it came to britain the lizzie who just recently fucking you know uh t- took a dirt nap fucker talk um, about a cult of personality her. there jesus fucking christ yeah jesus. yeah if you saw the fucking royal shit americans were like oh the fucking queen i was like what the did you guys forget why you split with with that oh my god anyways um but that being said uh something i always found annoying like a, a talking point is the for example american money dollars they have the, the uh, they're basically the, a personification of the cult or a, a objectification excuse me of the cult uh but they'll say things like oh but uh these are people founding fathers they died long ago blah blah um so but for example let's say a recent post-colonial country has a picture of a currently living leader on it right um and they're like oh but that's see that's fucked up but the difference is that the united states has had a continuous and unbroken political uh thread that started in the late 1700s and is extended to today so now it looks fine but for example uh when in, in china right now mao is on the money right if uh, and hopefully inshallah the, the current uh, uh like political structure in china remains and if we were to endure the ne- another 100 200 300 years then mao will still be on the money and then it will be like oh yeah well he was the founding father of our current political establishment so that's why uh he's on the money you understand the the, the, the nuance of the point too right uh, a lot that's of funny coming, that have, that's kind of funny yeah. coming from america you know why because that that's the that country has existed less than some of the fucking houses in the city where I live in. So, so, so I mean, in the context yeah. of most uh, of other cultures in the world, your guys, like your founding fathers, are some pretty recent yeah. political figures. Yeah. So what, bro? Yeah, yeah. Sorry for the yeah. interlude. No, no, no. It's perfectly fine. But that's why, for example, you'll you'll go to I don't know some like uh, Iran or something. And they'll have, or I don't know if what if they have faces on on fucking uh, on radio or if, whatever. You will go to some country and they'll have some uh, founding figure figure that was from you know a thousand eighty or something. Yeah. It's like all right, cool. Then you go to the American example and they're like from three hundred years ago. Fair enough. And then you go to some post-colonial country like in the fucking eighties and then they have a picture on their money of a political system that was founded in nineteen sixty-two. Yeah, dude, or something. still alive. And they're gonna yeah. be like. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's weird, but you just remember that they're in different stages of their political development. That's why it looks that way. If you were to move forward 100, 200 years, and if our political system were to endure, it would, still, it would then make as much sense as your, you know, Washington, George Washington or whoever else is on the money. Imagine how funny uh, that would be, though. No, brilliant point. Very eloquently made. 
But imagine I, I just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine you live in a country where uh, you know it's a it's a post-colonial place. Uh, it was just established <laughs> as a nation, and you're one of the people on the money, and you go and you buy yourself a tea or a beer or whatever you want, uh, <laughs> and you forgot your money, and uh, the person at the bar is like, "Sorry, could you pay?" And you're like, "Just take a photo of me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> it's like motherfucker, I am on the money, <laughs> but yeah, this is fucking stupid. Just tack, tack, yeah. snap, or no, you you take one of mm. those uh, like uh, cameras that the immediately print the photo mm. like with yourself yeah, yeah, and like yeah. a stack of papers mm. and you just print <laughs> you just hand them out oh, <laughs> a man like, single like, candidly caused an inflation <laughs> yeah exactly like fucking Salvador Dali or whatever he'd go into fucking restaurants and he wouldn't pay he would just doodle on a napkin and then sign it fucking yeah. but uh, anyways yeah. uh, he was a fascist piece of shit so no no need to uh, you know if you want a Picasso who was a bad human being but a good communist yep. uh, that's a <laughs> that's somebody who shoot you know, me in the leg with both great art but yeah yeah, yeah fair, enough, yeah. fair yeah. enough you know what Fidel Carlo more based than all of them anyways uh, moving on <laughs> uh, this is a point that's very near and dear to me which is the concept of projection almost everything under capitalism, including criticisms of socialism, are entirely just projection of things that you see under capitalism. Everyday fucking things. Almost any argument, think about it, against socialism that you heard in your life, it's projection because it's something that is exists to exists within capitalism, exists to a far uh, further extent for a much longer time. Uh, and this is just another one of them, right? Liberal capitalist democracies or any other form of system uh, that is still capitalist in its background has the exact same fucking nonsense. They they would point at, for example, uh, military parades in the Soviet Union or any other country. Every single Western quote-unquote democracy has military parades as well. And they're put on the fucking TV like everything else. Britain has military parades. The the US has military parades. The only difference is that American military parades suck a dick. They're, they're so fucking boring to watch. That's why nobody gives a shit. When you watch the North <laughs> Korean parades, you're like, God damn, they're fucking nice and ordered, so it's mesmerizing to look at, even if you disagree with the concept of the parade, right? But American military has fucking par- they would parade in my own country. What the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> right? So that's number one. Number two, the concept of secret police, again, same thing. Warmongering, control over media, publication, censorship, every single fucking thing, right? And amongst these things also is the concept of the cult of personality. But just because it's wholly normalized and you exist within that system and it's to you it's like just another fucking day, it's completely fine. But the second social country does it, then it's a, you know, fucking 1986 totalitarian red flash, fucking tanky, blah, blah, all that fucking nonsense. The point I want to, to, to end on really is at the end of the day, capitalism, if you really don't like cults of personality, fine, criticize the former cults as we do uh, and as we have done. And if we had much more time, we would do a lot more. Uh, but if you really dislike cults of personality, then you should be inherently anti-capitalist because cults of personality are a, a basically a one-way track for easy commodification of an image, which is the goal of any fucking uh, capitalist system or any capitalist, excuse me, um, company or, or corporation. You can Absolutely. look at Steve Jobs, you can Elon Musk, all these fucking people and how they've permeated um, uh, popular culture and discourse to the point that I think you've probably heard somebody talk about Elon Musk this week. Probably. And you're just, just not uh, even on politics and online. Some guy in your life, some dude at your fucking office, some fucking dweeb, some fucking, you know, nerd. <laughs> so, oh, fucking, oh, the Neuralink bullshit. And you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to drown you in a bucket. Just shut up. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna lick your balls like it doesn't even have to be like a massive uh, figure that's known throughout the world a a, a corporate entity because it doesn't have anything to stimulate you with it no longer even has
has the finances to stimulate you with because it doesn't that the only way for it to make additional profit is to cut your already tiny checks even tinier mm. so they try to motivate us with what we call internal marketing in my biz uh, oh fucking boy. shoot me in the oh dick uh, which is basically <laughs> nothing other than uh, than idealizing depending on where you are in the hierarchy middle management but most importantly the executive branch of your company you like we have managed to create an ideological framework in which by instinct by instinct when you hear somebody is a ceo cfo cmo whatever that you are shitting fucking bricks if you're on a call mm. or on a meeting yeah. with them a cum even yeah when they say a particular thing or a particular order or when they say this is the direction this company needs to sail in everybody's on motherfucking board no motherfucking questions asked if he is in the executive branch this person must be fucking brilliant. That is what we not only believe, that is what we swear by. Not fucking swear by. If anybody at any millisecond starts doubting this, hmm. these bi- millions of cults of personalities that are spread out through every single office on the planet, yeah. everything is going to go the fuck under. Without the cult of personality, this economy would not be able to function. Without thinking that somebody that you didn't even get to vote for in a place where you spend the majority of your time, uh, who gets to give you orders that you can not ever, ever refuse. And if you do, you will be kicked out and you will starve on the fucking street. Without that belief, no, none of the, what was it? Uh, none of the trains would arrive on motherfucking time. And, 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 <laughs> and, 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 and f- for them to come and, okay, sometimes rightfully say, oh, in, in your previous experiments, you had this dictator or that dictator to me is funny because for your system to run, you literally need tens of millions of dictators that operate 24-7 and that overlook every single fucking action that you do in those eight to nine hours while you're at your desk and even more yeah. arguably with the secret yeah. police and how, how many, yeah so what Not the fuck that, are you talking Amer- to me about yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah fuck how many americans are basically sitting with their phone attached to their hip in case some middle manager fuck yeah. writes to them like you know we're short staffed you have to fucking come in and it's like you know what it's either i go or i lose my my home i won't be afford rent it's and that's arguably 20 percent of motherfuckers yeah. scared. the other 80 are gonna fucking think man i really need to help out the company man yeah. if he called me then it really must be tough Ah, man, yeah, he yeah. knows what he's doing. He has, the, he understands the bigger picture. He's taking the bigger risk. Man, I would never be able to do his job. Man, I'm happy where I'm at. Imagine if I had his position. I wouldn't be able to sleep. Cult of the Cucks. Yeah. There we go. Cult of the Cucks. Of that's the, the name of this you know, fucking that's, episode. That's Cult of the I'll, Cucks. I'll, I'll, I'll even write it down. Cult of the Cucks. There we go. There we go, boys. What was I going to say? Um, one thing that I would like to add about this entire discussion is like zooming out on the, the American political system, for example, and the perfect point that you got to make, which I couldn't have fucking said better in a million years. The political system in the United States has, of course, these thousands, many, a thousand mini cults. Ask anybody who's had to work in uh, basically either a non, uh, what's called a uh, NGO or other or government adjacent body and how you have to fucking 
kiss ass to make it anywhere in these fucking systems, right? And many of these people aren't even doing it in a cynical way. Many of these people actually believe that shit, believe that, oh, you know, the local shitty representative senator or what or whatnot is actually the shit. But uh, that being said, two points. Number one, the United States tries with every president to develop some sort of cult of personality. They have entire armies of PR people that try mm-hmm. to fucking set the shit up. But number one, uh, no American leader for the past hundred years probably has been fucking charismatic or competent enough to warrant a, a, a you know a natural cult to form around them by just how you know maybe FDR maybe maybe right uh, maybe maybe then, Trump but the cult yeah. is too small. Yeah, and that's that was the point uh, that I was going to get to. Uh, otherwise, then you have on this other side people who generally do want or and do develop a cult around people. You have the slightly bigger one, which is around fucking Trump, and then you have a smaller one, but it still exists, which is very fucking weird to me. Around Biden, which I don't know if if like. <laughs> I'm glad to say that he, I, I don't like the I don't like the. A concept of cults entirely, uh, cults of personality, but I'm kind of happy that at least the ones that we had in our socialist history had been of people who are actually competent <laughs> and as charismatic and actually got some shit done. Not some fucking demented <laughs> Alzheimer's fucking patient who shakes the hands with the air. Fuck me. Um... Are you, uh, by the way, have you, have you noticed that they're letting him out less? Have you noticed? Yeah, yeah. They, he's, they, he's, they, <laughs> they keep the shock collar uh, charge much higher. Oh my god! Uh, oh fuck me! So yeah, it's it's such it's so fucking ridiculous. And, and at one point, by the way, because you mentioned it earlier in in the episode, but I couldn't fucking sneak it in. Um, one thing which we'll get into maybe in the future about the ideas of socialist democracy, which is a great episode. Uh, let us know if you'd like to 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 see it and how developed you want us to to, to cover it. Uh, but something that we going to do in the future but um uh, if you want to really know the extent of the bullshit quote-unquote democracy that there exists in most uh quote-unquote liberal democracies around the world many u.s senators have served nearly fucking half a century without unopposed you know just they're just living their life they've been in that position of political power that they probably basically inherited from some close family friend or otherwise right of course they use their connections and whatnot um to get to that point but they've been there for fucking 30 years 32 years in the last 30 40 years Uh, like literally just three different families swapped yeah and then obama he came in kind of okay made a pause of eight years and now like a motherfucker is trying to start his own monarchy trump and Mm -hmm. they're probably gonna pitch all his 70 children after that it's come on what are we talking about i'm walking over here come on look 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 um robert c bird has served 51 years as a fucking senator longer than like fuck you no honestly like fuck you Daniel Inouye served 49 years. Patrick J. Lee served 47 years. He's currently still serving. Storm Thurmond served 47 years. These people basically die in office or basically have to be forced out because they can't even show up to the th- damn thing anymore. I'll, but I'll, fuck you. I'll like, give you my left arm. Yeah. None of these motherfuckers know mm. how much a gallon of milk costs. No, fuck no. Jesus Christ. So this is this is the, the point that's always irritated me. Um, but to me, to me it irritates this. me, but it kind of impresses me. Because they've, they've always... You've got to give it to the neolib. He finds mm. ways to uh, very wisely repackage uh, the shit he's selling his population yeah. uh, as gold. Uh, be it, you know, the two-party system as uh, of two parties that are basically the same as, uh, you know, electoral democracy, or be it, mm-hmm. uh, oh, we have to, you know, switch every four years, and then you have motherfuckers that are in charge of whole states for uh, for 50 plus years. Uh, he, he, he always manages to, to, to 
pitch it in such a uh, convoluted but yet believable manner to the everyday plebeian and the everyday plebeian fucking lives to swallow it mm. up. Especially the, yeah. the only people I call plebeians are people with no class consciousness and I will always call them fucking plebeians because they're fucking plebeians. But sorry, please continue. It's it's yeah, it's impressive. It's, 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 we should... Yeah. It's, it's, Respecting your enemy doesn't mean you want to be him, but sometimes you can yeah. even learn something from him. And in this and field, you, yeah. I really think we can. Yeah, it's a it's a nefarious mix of like social engineering on one side and also on the other side, social immiseration to a point that people can't even pay attention to these sort of issues, right? Oh, of course. So when you have a thousand fucking bills and you're in debt above your head and you're actually, uh, you know, you have negative net worth in real terms, all that kind of stuff, you don't have time to care about, oh, you know, our democracy isn't actually democracy. In fact, most people take that as a given. It's like, yeah, of course, it's fucking bullshit. That's why voter turnout in the US is fucking dog shit. At the end of the day, though, again, like looping it back, though, to, to cults of personality, the TLDR take-home point is this: cults of personalities, in and of its, uh, in and of themselves, aren't exactly good. Nor do we particularly support them. That being said, historically they have had some uses, and they have had some explanatory justification. There's nuance to their existence because of certain cultural factors, uh, material conditions regarding the uh, level of maturity of the political systems that they developed under, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, at the end of the day, uh, the projection point, which is just because there are some cults historically under socialism doesn't negate the fact that there are far larger, more encompassing, more deeply ingrained cults that exist even within current capitalist society uh, that will continue to endure, endure into the future and this is something that would be contended with going into socialism and we learn from our mistakes otherwise that being said though it is kind of cool the, the, all, the, all the fucking Lenin statues are, are pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my favorite Lenin statue is the one in Seattle uh, the one that uh, Lady Isdar she always posts pictures <laughs> uh, selfies with it which is abs- absolute fucking vibe and I love the fact that it's on private property so nobody can fucking take it down I love that spicy very spicy People keep go uh, like there's a guy that uh, pretended to piss on the Mark statue in London, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. like so fucking edgy, fucking oh, yeah. nice, good job, bro. Uh, yeah, very good, bro. Yeah, I never. Man, uh, Marx yeah, would I, I even fucking appreciate this. I can't even imagine how many statues Marx fucking pissed on. You think he feels fucking disrespected <laughs> by this motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, does, he doesn't give a shit. He probably feels suspected, but but the guy's dick not fucking working and not being mm. able to even piss on him properly. Mm. Fucking Jesus Christ. Mm. At the end of the day, it's like a, such a silly point. I remember what was a, um, a counterpoint of the cult. Sometimes you get these uh, like national symbols of, of what have you. And there's, for example, in Ukraine, there was the uh, uh, anti-fascist who was a partisan fighter. Um, young girl, I don't remember the, the, her name right now, but uh, she had a statue somewhere in Ukraine and the, those fucking filth tied a noose around. She was hung, uh, executed by hanging by the Nazis when she was caught as a partisan. Uh, and the current Nazis, the current fascist filth uh, in Ukraine tied a fucking noose around the, the the statue's neck and pulled it down. And I'm just like, how decrepit and how, like, how mask off do you want to go <laughs> with your nonsense? Like, of course, of course, we're not going to say that they're all fascists. But when you see this shit and it's like on, on popular... Uh, telegram channels and it's shared by major you know uh, figures in 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 the current government and whatnot you're like yeah how how mask off do you want to go with this i'm not this is a completely different topic but it kind of loops in onto the the idea of you know of the 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 symbols of a particular form of government and what they stood for Mm -hmm. and how taking them down is kind of counterintuitive like how they just took down zhukov's they had zhukov i think had a statue somewhere in, in uh in ukraine as well 
uh, if you don't, if people who aren't aware, Zhukov was a Red Army general who orchestrated, he was a brilliant man, horrible politician, but uh, brilliant uh, tactical mind, and he's the one who uh, led the Battle of Berlin, he's the one who took Berlin for the Soviets, uh, amongst many other uh, amazing military feats that he carried out. And he is basically, you could say, him and his leadership, along with many others, Rokosovsky and all these other great leaders, and the Red Army are the ones who put an end to the Holocaust uh, and, and to World War II, basically, through their efforts and through their sacrifices. And then you have these people who are usually probably descendants either of the former fascist filth um, or that, that sided with the, with the Nazis, or of people whose grandfathers were Red Army soldiers, right, who fought fascists. And these people are just misguided by the current political establishment in Ukraine. Um, and then they pulled down that statue. And it's just a, this is a topic for a different day. Um, yes, uh, and w with all this being said, of course, JT's lovely voice is dearly missed. Um, we would like to thank all our amazing patrons, obviously, for allowing us to do this shit. If, if it wasn't for any of this stuff, we wouldn't be able to take the fucking time to even make this stuff. So thank you uh, many thousand times over. And of course, thanks to all the people who make the great memes and all the people who make the great art. Please keep that coming. We love to see it. And we always retweet it or, or put up on our Twitter and whatnot. With your guys' permission, of course. But yeah. Um, and much love to, to Daddy JT uh, and his jury duty right now. I hope he's, uh, you know, laying down the law. <laughs> Those black people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the, the Jim Crow, like God knows what's happening over there. Fuck me. Uh, best of luck to, to, to our lovely boy. That being said, though, this has been the, the program. I'm Hakeem. I am Yugopnik. And I'm JT. <laughs>